0: Underway.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Chris Raybon, and today we've got our NFL player projections for week number 11. We'll run through our top five at each skill position, discuss the players we're high and low on, and throw out a player prop for each position as well. Joining me, as always, one of the top projectors and rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on?
0: What's up? Uh, definitely had a much better week 10 than week 9. Essentially like broke even, but crushed in DFS. People's Jones came through. Devin Singletary was a great leverage play. Uh, So did good there. Went 4-1 in uh, college football props. So sticking (laughs) with that this week. But uh, how, how was your week 10?
1: Uh, pretty good. Six and three. So another, another nice. winning one. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we keep, we keep, keep it moving. Oh, we, we, we barely hung
0: on that Mac Hollins prop. I saw oh yeah.
1: I saw that. No Dude.
0: catches until the last drive and he got targeted four, time, four times in a row. Uh, but we survived that one Uh bringing our record to like 16 and one on, on bets. We're on the same side. So that, that was fun to see us both win that one.
1: Yeah, like that stood out. I was like, because I think we, I was talking to you earlier in the week. I was like, Matt Collins, this is not the kind of matchup for Matt Hollins. And then, yeah. yeah, like nothing. And It was crazy because he had like three targets on the first drive, but they all went incomplete. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, he didn't have anything the whole game until the last drive. And then, yeah, he got crazy. But how about them Colts?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you called that outright. I, I was hinting like we might see some Matt Ryan. Uh, I didn't know if he would actually start, but uh, obviously that was the correct decision.
1: Yeah, man. It's like, I don't know. Something was just telling me something was up with the rate Like something's wrong with the Raiders now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what.
0: But... Understatement of the century. <laughs> uh
1: let's jump into the uh the pod and let's start with quarterbacks. Who's your top five for week number eleven?
0: So I have Patrick Mahomes, number one, Josh Ellen two, because of some p- potential snowy weather uh this week, and then Jalen Hurts. Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields.
1: Yep, I got. Uh, I got. I got a little different order. I still have Josh Allen number one. It's going to be hard for me to get him down from one, even <laughs> with the weather. I have him like one and a half points above Mahomes, so I'm interested to see our projections. Uh,
0: well, like, Mahomes you... is getting those rushing stats now too. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I definitely. I mean, how many rushing yards do you have him for?
0: Um, probably still like mid twenties. Let's see uh 25
1: Uh i have him for 20 so maybe i need to bump him up a little bit um
0: and, but yeah josh allen i have projected for like 240 passing yards i am oh. really throttling down the passing projections for that matchup i know it's early in the week but that total did drop like four points um so I, I think it is safe to say we will see heavy snow there um so i i'm just trying to get ahead of it having some fun on a tuesday you know with my yeah. projections. so <laughs> uh yeah i have, I have josh allen closer 240
1: by the way uh I went 2 and 0 on you and you went 0 and 2. So. Oh, no.
0: Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Are you up one or are we tied? Uh, now? I like,
1: actually didn't tally it. I think we probably are. We're either tied I, or, or am I, was, yeah, I was. But up but yeah, I was up by one
0: or two. Yeah. Uh, so you're either up one or tied. <sighs> and how about us arguing over Jimmy G? I had him at 235. You had him at 245. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he finished with 240 passing yards. So yeah,
1: there again, you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the power of uh, wisdom of the crowds.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, but yeah, I have I still have Allen number one, so it is going to be tough for me to get him down to number two. I would have to knock his uh, projection mm-hmm. down a, quite a bit, but uh, for now, yeah, he's still number one. Mahomes two, uh, Jackson three, Hurts four, and then Justin Fields uh, number five. Who are you high on?
0: Uh, so uh, rare time, I'm actually high on Russell Wilson this week. Uh, he's my QB 10 to, to open the week, Whoa. and it looks like – yeah, it looks like Jerry Judy avoided a major injury, which is huge. Um, so he he could suit up this week, it looks like. And KJ Hamler might return as well. So Russ had a pretty good game last week against the Titans, who are pass funnel defense. Um, and this is another good matchup this week against the Raiders defense that ranks dead last against the pass in DVOA. So, um, yeah, it's it, like I said, it's rare to have Russell this high in my projections, but he opens the week as my QB 10.
1: I mean, a good game to who? Not to Bronco fans. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> didn't I mean, have a good game with Broncos. Two hundred and
0: eighty-six passing <laughs> yards. It was nice to see them air it out. Uh, um, that Jalen
1: so. Virgil was like a big chunk of it. That that, that yeah. I think it was Jalen <laughs> Virgil's first. I had him projected for like point one reception too. That I saw he, he, did. I'm he wasn't he didn't
0: bug me uh, Saturday night that he wasn't in. <laughs> he oh he wasn't in our No, I'm kidding. I think uh. he was. But Usually <laughs> the the elevated. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, only, the only ones that matter are on the giants apparently, but yeah, I, Virgil. Yeah. crazy. He's
1: been game. on the roster. He just, he's been a scratch every week. Um, uh, but I knew, I remember him for preseason. So I was like, this guy could do something. And of course, yep. no, first catch, but yeah, uh, Wilson's my QB 13. So I'm not quite as high. <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty high for, you know, considering, yeah, um, uh, where he usually is. But, um, for me, I am high on Daniel Jones. I have him as my QB eight and uh, he looks like he is the QB 10 in consensus. So I'm a couple of spots higher, just love the matchup against this, uh, you know, Detroit defense and the giants, you know, they have a, a implied to- one of their higher implied totals of the year because they're three point favorites. The total is 46. So that's about over 24 points that the giants are projected to score, which is pretty rare for them. So, you know, Daniel Jones, Keeps on moving. Darius Slayton's playing well. Wando right. Robinson, I'm sure he'll still come on. Didn't really do much last week, but uh, you know, I, I just like what Daniel Jones is doing and this Lions defense, we saw they had trouble, you know, guarding the running quarterback in Justin Fields and that's going to happen to this Lions defense because they like to play a lot of man coverage. That's just what they've been doing under Aaron Glenn. But what, what that does is, you know, a lot of times the secondary and just, the linebackers are going to be turning and running covering guys, and that could give Jones some additional running way. And so should be a good game on the ground for him. And he's been you know doing just enough through the air. So uh like him as the QB8 this week.
0: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I have him at QB eight, and like you mentioned, Darius Slayton playing well. Um, certainly elevates Daniel Jones ceiling as a passer. So this is a great spot for him. Uh, looks like the uh, David Sills marcus johnson richie james experiment is over so glad to see them sticking with uh you know are their true top receivers in slayton here
1: yeah i mean well you know who played a lot more than we thought isaiah Hodges, yeah
0: exactly so, um I,
1: and i you know i saw yeah. they I, they claimed him and i was like this is interesting because he knows dable's offense i was like watch mm-hmm. him like i knew i, I just had a feeling he's gonna eat in a Gaudi. and i think got, he got benched for gaudy too so i, I mean yeah. that's probably a step up for jones probably a, better weapon because gallery really (laughs) just hasn't been able to produce uh, anything who you want
0: uh well i'm low on jimmy g once again this week Uh, he's like qb15 the consensus has some qb11 i agree that you you know you're high on him because he has so many weapons and i agree but this is just another spot where i think they're going to lean on the run game here you know they are seven point favorites against arizona we might see colt mccoy under center again here uh you know they're without zach Ertz, so it might be tough for them to put up points against the 49ers defense so um you know we saw elijah mitchell was way more involved than anticipated last week um so when he's on the field you know that takes away cmc as a pass catching option so uh and you know this is a good spot for cmc and george kittle uh, against this cardinals defense that tends to funnel targets to the running back in time position but jimmy g only has eyes for brandon Ayuk, so we'll see if he can pivot <laughs> away from that but um either yeah. way you know like a, you know jimmy g threw for 240 yards last week no touchdowns no interceptions he managed to run in you know that goal line carry oh for yeah. touchdown, which helped bail him but he was still the qb19 so similar thing here where Yes, I, I do think he has a ton of upside for the rest of the season. But in these spots, I think they are going to lean heavily on the run game here. So that does kind of limit Jimmy G's upside.
1: Yeah, I'm I, i uh, I'm looking at my numbers. I could like he's I have 0.05. I uh, have him 0.05 ahead of Russell Wilson. So he's my QB 12. Wilson's my QB 13. But that's pretty much as far as he could drop his QB 13. Because I then there's like <laughs> my QB 14 is like uh, almost a point away.
0: Yeah, like, do you have um, obviously Daniel Jones? I'm thinking about like streaming options, but I have Mariota. I actually have Taylor Heineke above Jimmy G right now, um, and it looks like that's it for streaming options. So I'm just saying, in that streamer discussion, I might lean with like Mariota or Heineke this week.
1: <laughs> Mariota, yeah, <I> <laughs> Mariota's getting. Oh, I know, like, right? That dude's getting benched, bro. That's... Like, even even if he starts, I wouldn't trust his. Like this, 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 this got to be the week where they
0: like. They just can't the bears. So
1: they
0: yeah. Like, yeah. they can't, it's, it's they
1: can't do this. Yeah. Um, no, I actually, I prefer, I would just prefer uh Pickett it over, over those guys, but I do oh. have Heineke 16. Um, so he's up there for me too. Uh, I am low on Aaron Rodgers though. And, you know, I know he kind of came through last week with the, with, what is it? Three touchdowns in that yep. game and all the
0: Christian Watson.
1: Yeah, exactly. All the Christian Watson. And you know, those were great plays by Christian Watson. But even with those like 107 yards, three touchdowns from Christian Watson, Rodgers went 14 of 20 for <laughs> 224 yards and three touches. You take the Watson, you know, plays away. He's 11 of 16 for, you know, just over hundred yards and no touchdowns. So like this pass offense is not fixed yet. Uh, this is a tough mm-hmm. Tennessee defense. You know, I talked about last week, they were missing like five, six defensive starters. And I was like, I'm still taking under in this Bronco game because they're so deep on defense. So, you know, who knows who, who they'll get back on the short week. But this Tennessee defense, I think they're going to, it's going to be an ugly low scoring game uh, in this one Thursday night, you know, just typical. <laughs> I think the hype is a little too high. Like, there's, I have him at my QB 14, and pretty much no matter what adjustments I do, like, he's not going above there. Like, he's kind of locked in in like a tier of his own at QB 14. So if I'm gonna if you're if you're in a 12 team league, uh, you know, he's mm-hmm. the consensus QB twelve, I actually would not start him uh this week. I would I would look for another option because uh just an ugly game. Tennessee's been you know above average in pass defense and they could stop the run where you, if you could stop the run on Green Bay, you know, now you're just you just make it tougher for Rodgers because, mm-hmm. you know, at least when they're running the ball, you know, he's getting first downs, they're getting into good situations and they're getting closer to the end zone where he could get some of those touchdowns because, you know, it, it's been a struggle when they, when they have to kind of go downfield. So uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, for me, could be 14.
0: Yeah. And he was uh, screaming at LaFleur to run the ball. Uh, oh, that, that could have got
1: real ugly if they I lost know, that but game. just
0: how, how, Often have you seen Rodgers screaming to run the ball, but that's just the way the offense is right now. Doesn't know, trust his offensive yeah. line, doesn't trust his pass catcher. So, yeah, uh, you don't need to convince me to be low on Rodgers. I'm right there with you uh, with him being QB 14 as well.
1: Yeah. And he, like I said, he's like locked in. So, <laughs> like, I don't, there's nothing really I could change to it's like, you locked. know, like sometimes yeah. some of these guys, you know, you adjust, you know, half, half a completion, yeah. five <laughs> yards and everything goes haywire, but not like right. Rodgers is pretty much locked in. The, a tier of his own there. Um, okay, what are you doing for the prop? Uh,
0: well, we got to stick with the Justin Fields rushing yards, especially after last week. Um, what was the line you set last week? Obviously, I lost that one. Yeah,
1: uh, like I think mid 60s, high 60s, I think like 67 and a half. Oh,
0: man, um, yeah, so then you know, he throttled the Lions for 147. Um, has a pretty good matchup this week against the Falcons. So, how high can I set it? Um, I'm gonna go with, um, I'm gonna go with 74 and a half.
1: Over. Oh, this, is, man. this is this is Michael Vick yeah, reincarnated. This, is, this dude is breaking records. The offense is different. They're an L team yeah. now. Like, cause like here's the thing about Justin Fields rushing yards. Like, the more design runs, that doesn't just give him more design runs. That gives the Bears more first downs, which means more play volume, which means, you know, it just like compounds on each other. So it's like it everything kind of is working synergistically with this newfound uh passing attack here so yeah i, I gotta keep going over
0: <laughs> what um, do you have it set at? like
1: I, I have it right around i have it i have yeah. it right like right around 80 but you know it's like when i look at like the floor versus ceiling you know it's going to be hard we're still only what three or four games into this uh, but yeah <laughs> the way i project um so I, I separate, you know, kneel downs scrambles and then designed runs that are not kneel downs or scrambles. And like, for, for me, those only take about three games to kind of stabilize. So, you know, we have like a three or four game sample now of him averaging, uh, about eight uh, design runs that are not kneel downs over those last four games. So I have them, uh, Eleven over a little over eleven rushing attempts, which is obviously yeah, super that's, high. That's like that's like Jalen Hurts territory. Actually, it's higher than Jalen Hurts. <laughs>
0: yeah, know it's beyond fun. it. I, and I just wonder if we have like a Nick Chubb situation here. We just need to manually give him like over ninety yards now. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just he's just such an outlier that we we're slowly getting there. But I wonder if we just need to pivot. um So yeah, I, I was hoping he would be on the under there, but yeah, I can't blame you. Um Oh, no, it looks like Khalil Herbert was placed on IR. Oh, I did not see that. Devastating news. I have him in, like, a ton of leagues. But, wow! Uh, I mean, just more rushing attempts for Justin Fields, potentially. Unleash Tristan Evner. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, but, well, Montgomery true, was
1: losing but... carries. So, that's in- it's, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure he's going to get, like, a full workload now. But, yeah. Um, you know, he was losing a lot of carries to Herbert. I think last week Herbert actually had more carries. So, that is that's great news for
0: Montgomery. Yeah, uh, very good news for Montgomery. Yeah,
1: unfortunate news for Kool Herbert, obviously. Yeah, bummer. Um, all
0: right, running back, top five. So I got Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Alvin Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey.
1: I got Barkley, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, here
0: we go. Welcome back.
1: <laughs> yep, welcome back. Uh, welcome back, Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey, third, Eckler, and uh, Henry, fifth.
0: Nice. Why are you so high on Taylor? Just the the approach to beat the Eagles now is just be run heavy. Uh
1: I I who's one of the guys I'm high on, so I'll save it for that. So uh oh, okay. All I want right. you I want <laughs> you go first
0: and then uh, All right. who are you no, have and, and love then it. I'll, I'll go it. into it. <laughs> I absolutely love that call. I might have to meet you there eventually. Uh but the the running backs I'm high on is Devin Singletary again this week. Um, you know, he's coming off a nice two touchdown game like i said we could see some heavy snow here the total has dropped four points um so you know for a total drop that much that early in the week means it's pretty likely we will see a bunch of snow here it's a great matchup against the browns you know um they rank dead last in DVO against the run the bills are coming out back-to-back losses so they're going to be giving max effort here this week that's usually when they like to just lean on singletary as the lead back so could be a big game for Singletary here. He's all the way up to running back 16 for me uh, to start the week. Uh, the consensus is RB 20, but I think once more people are aware of the conditions, um, you know, his, his rank will only go up. Uh, and then I got to go with Isaiah Pacheco uh, against the Chargers. You know, he's 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 started the past three games, but it took the third game to really break out. Um, he had some tougher matchups and his first two starts. But more importantly, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. His value has hit rock bottom. He didn't record a single touch last week. So the, the needle is pointing up for Pacheco. This is a good spot against the Chargers. You know, they rank 29th in debut against the run. Um, and while Pacheco does lack, you know, pass-catching upside, he's still a home run hitter who can score from anywhere on the field, especially with defenses, you know, having to worry about Mahomes in the passing attack. So I would not be surprised if we see a long Pacheco touchdown very soon potentially this week so um i'm still buying in on pacheco
1: yeah uh where do you have him RB rb27
0: uh
1: rb26 sucker oh damn it
0: oh <laughs> but no, yeah i'm right there with you it. i just updated his projection rb25 now how about
1: that <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i have him. yeah but uh 11 11 for 52 or a little over 11 for 52 uh 1.1 catches. So I still project him for a catch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very generous of you. I'm yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: it, you know, running backs, it takes a while. You know, I start him out at kind of like the league. Like, I'm not giving him 5.4 yeah. uh, targets per round. I'm giving it's more like 12. But, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm with you with single too. I have him RB 17, so I'm one spot lower than you. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I have him for, you know, getting about 70, a little over 70 scrimmage yards in this game. Uh, this Browns run defense has not been very good. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, so that's kind of another fact, and you know he's not really losing passing down work, like, like you know to to Hines or any of those guys, you know the way you might think he would. So yeah, yeah. uh, for me, I uh, mentioned Jonathan Taylor, and yeah, he's my RB two this week. He played ninety four percent of the snaps in this first game with Jeff Saturday, and like when you look at Jeff Saturday, and like what he was trying to do with Indianapolis. I think that this was one of his changes. Remember they traded Naeem Hines. So there's no more Naeem Hines here. So it's like his passing down upside has greatly increased to where he played on, uh, he ran a route on 83% of the dropbacks last week. He was, he was in the game for 94% of the snaps. So, you know, I have him projected for well over 20 touches this week. I think I have him projected for the most touches of any running back. Uh, This Mm. we're very close to Derrick Henry. And then, you know, this is, you know, I think a lot of people may be slow reacting to this Eagles run defense, which, you know, without Davis, they're kind of cratering. They're down to 28th in run defense Mm -hmm. DVOA. And we saw what the commanders were able to do, just a high volume rushing attack on the road against the Eagles. So now, you're talking about the Colts at home, Eagles on a short rest. What do you think the game plan is going to be? The exact same thing, high-volume rushing attack, except in this case, really, Taylor's not coming off the field. So, um, you know, I feel better about him than almost any other running back. There's a lot of questions about, like, McCaffrey, how much is Mitchell going to, you know, kind of dig in? Eckler, he loses random goal line carries. Uh, You know, guys like Jacobs, the Raiders are just weird. Like they don't, we don't know what we're going to get out of them, but Kamara up and down, you know, it's like a lot of these other guys in that, in that top tier. uh, I have some questions about Whereas Taylor, you know, you're going to put him on the field for 90% of the snaps. That's the Jonathan Taylor we drafted, you know, number one overall. Uh, He's back. So uh, yeah, love him. And then I like the two commanders running backs this week. Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. I have them both in the top 20. Uh, the, <laughs> the consensus Gibson's RB 23 and t- Robinson's 25, but you know, I, JD McKissick, I don't expect him back this week. It th- uh, sounded like it was going to be about a month long, mm-hmm. if not more uh, neck issue. So that's always, I mean, he could be shut down for the season for all we know, but uh, you know, in his stead Gibson seeing about, you know, about 35% of the, the carries and about 55% of the routes. And then, uh, Robinson seeing about 55% of the carries and 35% of the route. So they're kind of, you know, Gibson's playing a little more in pass downs, Robinson's playing more in rundowns, but overall, you know, I have them, I have Gibson projected for about 65 scrimmage yards and 0.5 touchdowns Uh, and Robinson projected for 65 scrimmage yards and, and 0.5 touchdowns. So uh, like both of those guys this week Uh, in another game where, you know, you're going against the Texans you know, what is it? 31, is it 31 or 32? I think they're either dead last or second to last. Okay. I think they're
0: second to last. Now. I think the Browns. Yeah. The yeah. They're for,
1: 31st uh... in run in run defense DVOA. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, but but they do give up the most explosive runs uh, of 12 or more in the, in the week. So I think you're going to get big chunks out of Gibson and Robinson. Every time they touch the ball, the commanders are actually a favorite in this spot. Mm-hmm. It's indoors. Like it's just, you know, this is a nice little game for for Washington's offense to maybe put something together. So uh like both of them as well.
0: Yeah, no, I love both commanders running backs. And I love your Colin Taylor. Like, I figured it out before you even got to your segment. But <laughs> the way to beat the Eagles is to run the show of the ball. So mm-hmm. we saw the Texans do that. Yep. So it makes yep. total sense. Like you said, the, a, after Barkley, I would say it's pretty up, I guess, after Barkley and Henry, it's pretty up in the air at running back. Uh, I mean, I touched on it, but Christian McCaffrey, like – Elijah Mitchell had more carries than him, so that's concerning. So, yeah, like Jonathan Taylor, uh, he's trending up, and a lot of these other backs are trending down, so it makes a ton of sense that you'd have him in your top three right now. And even, like,
1: Henry, like, if Taylor and Henry now, their carry projections are a lot more similar just because Ooh, yeah. Taylor's playing yeah. so much. But the thing is, Taylor probably is going to play on twice as many passing snap down. So, uh-huh. like, you know, that's, that's why I have him over Henry as well. Especially with Henry as uh, you know on the rose of, of an underdog, but yeah, I can't I can't argue with Henry number two, but yeah, that's why I have. Um, yeah, I do. Reason. I do
0: wonder if uh, Deion Jackson returns this week if he'll kind of eat into the the pass catch and roll a bit. Um, he he sort of filled that role nicely, but uh, again, he might still be out this week. I'm not sure, but I, I would think that when he returns, he could eat in his
1: different you know. coaching staff. Man, that different, is true. You're right. This is Jeff Saturday. <laughs> This is Saturday. Yeah. This is this is it. this is his thing. So yeah, but I actually yeah I did actually take off some routes. Like I didn't give Taylor his full yeah like whatever eighty something percent from last week. I kind of averaged it out so a little more along you know the, what he's doing for the season, and he's still he's still yeah. my number
0: two. Uh, who are you going? Um, I'm low on Michael Carter. Um, against the Patriots this week, I'm closer to you know RB thirty five compared oh. to the consensus. Whoa at RB 27. Yeah. I mean, he had a nice week nine game against the bills. Um, However, James Robinson still had one more carry than him. And I, you know, expect after the buy Robinson's going to be only more integrated in this offense. So um, could be a trailing game script, which, you know, Carter, he's only seen three or more receptions in one of Zach Wilson's starts this year. Um, He doesn't really check it down as much as Joe Flacco. So I think that does hurt him and a potential trailing game script. So I I consider him, you know, a solid RB three flex option, uh, as opposed to more of a borderline low end RB two. Uh, so it's nothing crazy there, but, um, and then I'm also low on Najee Harris. Um, I, I'm sort of in line with the ECR right now. Uh, I have him at RB 23, but ooh, now might be the time to sell high while you can, because he is coming off his best game of the season uh, carried the ball 20 times for 99 yards against the Saints. But you know, it was a positive game, game script. It was a 10-point win. Um, however, this could be a trailing one. You know, they're five-point underdogs against the Bengals. Jalen Warren has been eating into his role even more lately. Uh, I think Tomlin even said that that was the plan going forward. Um, so the routes run rate was much closer this week. Uh, Najee Harris had 40%. Jalen Warren 35%. So in a potential trailing game script, uh, that definitely hurts Harris's, uh floor here. So he's more on the RB2, RB3 cusp for this weekend again. He might be a guy to sell high on while you can after a pretty good game because uh, the needle on his stock is definitely pointing down. Yeah,
1: and this that's why it's so important to look at the, you know, the market shares and not just the total volume because you see the 20 carries and you're like, oh, finally, you know, Najee <laughs> Harris had a big game, but the Steelers ran 43 times in that game. So yeah. he didn't even get half of the carries overall. So... Yeah, I am right there with you. I have him RB24. So, uh, yeah, low on him as well. Uh, For me, it is Kareem Hunt. Um, You know, he's just kind of, he's not getting the same usage that he was earlier in the year. Uh, It seems like, Nick. you know, Nick, earlier in the year, first five games, Kareem Hunt was averaging 11.4 carries, 3.2 targets, uh, and a 49% snap rate. Uh, Over the last four games, just 6.5 carries, two targets, and a 43% snap rate. So uh, he's being used like more sparingly in this offense. And even when they get behind in games, which is discouraging, you know, like last week you would say, okay, you know, it's a trailing game script. You know, you would think Kareem Hunt, that's where he would pop, but he didn't pop last week. So that, that's really concerning to me. So I have him down at RB 37. Uh, He's a consensus 31 the Browns are eight and a half point underdogs in this one. So it could be another trailing game script, which, you know, again, it's not not being kind to Hunt the way we thought it was going to be earlier in the year. It seems like they're trying to get Chubb his snaps mm-hmm. and his touches no matter what. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a point of emphasis because there were times, I think, earlier in the year. Like, the fan base is kind of saying, like, why aren't they giving Chubb the ball enough? So, um, yeah, it's just – it's tough for him. I know that's your boy. You, like, you love oh, the, yeah. the upside rating. But, yeah, it's just <laughs> – just, it's, it's been four games. And like, every yeah. week I kind of lower him a little. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm tiny bit down. But, like, now he's just – you know, I got him at, like, seven carries. And, and I got him at nine and a half touches, which, you know, again, is much fewer than you would project him, you know, first month of the year.
0: Yeah, no, it's been rough – uh, for hunt and even though i throttled up the overall you know rush attempts for the browns he's still my rb 38 i think if huh, it's yeah. you know you if go. it's like a blizzard you know i just we could see nick chubb get 20 plus carries i think they're just gonna lean on nick chubb if if there is a ton of snow so yeah i i do not like what i see with cream i was kind of hoping he would get traded at the deadline to a team that would you know <laughs> use him as a starting back so, so, that, he. so that, he. yeah no kidding so um yeah that was discouraging to to have that not happen but yeah I'm, I'm right I, as much as I love the guy I'm lawing him as well with you all
1: right uh for the prop we got to go to Elijah Mitchell here because I am really yes. having trouble <laughs> setting this <one. laughs> like you. not even I'm not even joking like I legit am having trouble so yeah you mentioned he got more carries yeah. than McCaffrey last game but I don't know if that you know I don't know if that's sustainable. Like, I don't know if that's the plan every week going forward. So I don't have him for more this week. So let's do his rushing and receiving yards combined. So just trying to project, you know, essentially how many touches is he going to get? So I will go with 44 and a half.
0: Yeah, that is very close. Um, I'm going to have to lean under here. I have it closer to like 41 and a half. How many carries? Um, uh, eight and 0.7 receptions, but you didn't think Christian McCaffrey was immune to Shanahanigans, did you?
1: <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> It doesn't matter it who does. they, they
0: could draft him in the third round, they can trade for him, they could it could be an undrafted free agent. It doesn't matter with Shanahan,
1: yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm like at a loss with this because it's a really tough projection. You know, I have him right around the same, like around nine touches as well. Um, but you know, I could see, I could see going double
0: digits you know based on yeah. we only have
1: a one game sample and <laughs> he had more carries so you know it's 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 tough
0: the logical thing would just to be keeping CMC fresh for the playoffs potentially that would be the only logical explanation not that i mean Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is great i think it's great that they have a good one two combo like that but it does you know make you scratch your head why Mitchell out carried uh Christian McCaffrey last week but uh, that's Kyle Shanahan i guess
1: yeah, I mean he was doing well. So, like,
0: you know, yeah, it's...
1: <laughs> I get it. It's funny though. uh Collinsworth was like, Well, now that they have Mitchell and McCaffrey, one thing they don't have to do is make Debo Samuel play running back. And I'm like the next snap, <laughs> Debo Samuel <laughs> lined up into a running back and like hammered it between the tackles. <laughs> yep. Like right after he said that. It's like, oh yeah, Shanahan. Uh all right, wide receiver, top five.
0: Uh so I got, oh man. Rest in peace, Cooper Cup. That's devastating Mm -hmm. to see. So uh, the top five is wide open right now. I got Justin Jefferson, um, DeAndre Hopkins, DeFond Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and Devontae Adams.
1: Yeah, I have the same, but a little different order. Jefferson one, Diggs two, uh, Wham three, Hopkins four, Adams five. Nice. Uh, Who are you high on?
0: I am extremely high on Devontae Smith this week. Uh, He (laughs) opens the week as my wide receiver 10 um and you know he and Dallas Goddard typically benefit against defenses that play a ton of zone so with Goddard out of the lineup and again another guy that I just have a ton of Dallas Goddard rest in peace hopefully you get better soon but um Goddard's definitely out this week and the Colts use a you know zone defense at the seventh highest rate so this is just an eruption spot for Devontae Smith um and the Eagles lack depth at tight end so a lot of these leftover targets Um, that we're going to go to Dallas Goddard are probably going to go to AJ Brown and Devonta Smith so it's just a complete eruption spot for Devonta I'm sure Jalen Hurts is pissed after their first loss so could be a big game for Jalen Hurts as well Uh, and then Rondale Moore wow Uh, I mean he's my wide receiver 21 to open the week Uh, but he's another wide receiver who's just been playing out of his mind six or more receptions in five of the past six games he had a nice nine-catch, 94-yard game with Colt McCoy under center last week. So, even if Colt McCoy has to start again this week, shouldn't really impact Moore too much. Um, and the Cardinals, you know, they lost Zach Ertz for the season, unfortunately. So, that's only going to be more targets for Rondell Moore going forward. So, he's approaching mid-range wide receiver two status at this point. So, I'm extremely high on Rondell Moore this week and going forward.
1: Yep, Rondell Moore's my... Uh, both. I love both of them. Uh Smith is my wide receiver thirteen, and Moore is my wide receiver nineteen. So, uh, love both of those guys. Oh no, Moore is my wide receiver eighteen. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Love oh, nice. nice. Um, yeah, that that's really big. You know, Zach Ertz going down. That just you know, after Hopkins, Moore is gonna just see a ton of targets, and you know, he's still. He's playing inside outside, so his slot rate has kind of fluctuated. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping that he gets a lot of slot snaps because remember I called the the DeAndre Carter on Jimmy Ward. You know that matchup oh, yeah. for the in the slot against the Niners is really the matchup you want. So uh, hopefully they can get more uh, on the interior. They are playing AJ Green a little more, like Robbie Anderson and AJ Green. They're kind of flip flopping with the playing <laughs> time. But either way, both of those guys yeah. are perimeter guys, so uh, should allow more to to stay. Uh, on the inside. And I think that's, that would really benefit him in this matchup. Um, yes. Yeah, so I have him almost at six catches. Like it's, it's absurd. Oh four, yeah. Five point catches.
0: Yep. And Trey McBride's just been running wind sprints when he has been out there this year. So he could <laughs> four be and sort a half, of a,
1: <laughs> four and a half percent targets per
0: route. Yeah. I mean, he's only going to get better, let's face it, but still like that's a huge drop off from Ertz. Um, so yeah, probably going to go all those targets probably going to go Moore's way.
1: Uh yeah, uh, Devontae Smith was the guy I had written down first. So yeah, love you love the call on that. Sorry always that. always look not nah, it's fine. <laughs> always look out. Always look for him against zone coverage, like you said. He he leads the team among guys you know with um you know double digit targets in yards per route against zone at two point one, and AJ Brown only one point five yards per route against zone. So mm-hmm. he's he's the alpha when they play you know a lot of, like the the standard NFL defense. It's just you know when t- when teams dare to. This, play man coverage. That's when AJ Brown just eats, but uh, this Colts team, it's not really what they do Uh, play a ton of zone Mm -hmm. top five rate. So love him. And uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, I have him as my wide receiver, 19. He's just outside the top 20 uh, in consensus. And this is a matchup. When you look at the jets, you got sauce on one side, you got Reed on the other. So you have to, it's kind of like the Eagles. You have to target them on the inside slot cornerback, Michael Carter. The second is the guy that you want to target Myers runs about 70% of his routes from the slot and uh, put up nine for 60 and a touch on 11 targets in the matchup in week eight. And he only saw Gardner and Reed on three of those 11 targets. So uh, love Myers pretty much every week at this point, he's running around over 90% of the time. Uh, His target share is pretty high. Um, on a consistent basis, but this is a perfect uh, perfect matchup for him. He's getting targeted on twenty three percent of his routes this season, so love Jacoby this week. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's playing out of his mind, and you know, luckily his touchdown rates uh, where it should be seven point five percent this season. So that's that's nice to see him also at chipping in touchdowns as well. So yeah, I love the Myers call as well.
1: Yeah, it's only a matter of time. I mean, it, it was yeah. kind of inexplicable. Uh, he wasn't getting touchdowns. Uh,
0: who you want? Uh, so I'm going two wide receivers from this potential blizzard, um, in Buffalo. So I hate to say it. Uh, you you did this. I think it was last week, but I'm low on Gabe Davis, our boy. Uh, he opens the week as my wide receiver 24. Um, but he would be the guy that would probably get the biggest hit, um, from potential snow. I still have Diggs as a top five wide receiver. I don't think it matters so much for Diggs, but you know, Gabe Davis is Josh Allen's top downfield target. So in a game, where, you know, Al might not take as many deep shots. You know, I I don't know really what's up with his elbow as well. Um, Could be a down week for Davis. Um, Same goes for the other side with Amari Cooper. You know, uh, I see the Browns leaning on Nick Chubb in the run game heavily if there is a ton of snow. Um, And, you know, David Joku could return this week, so that that could eat into Cooper's target share. So uh, I have Cooper all the way down to wide receiver 35 to open the week. Yeah, I'm being super aggressive on this weather. Uh, you know seven six or seven days out but um, these are two receivers where if they do have a down game here it's not their fault um, and they would be you know really good buy low options especially Cooper who you know Deshaun Watson's expected to make his first start in a couple of weeks here so Cooper's value could be even higher later in the season so um, both these guys I'm low on here due to the potential uh, heavy snow
1: yeah uh, yeah I thought I was low on Cooper I'm like mid-20s <laughs> but uh, yeah that's uh, hey, I, I can't I can't argue with that. I I didn't realize that the snow was gonna be that crazy, but um, yeah, certainly if it is, um, everyone needs a downgrade. No. Uh, for me, I'm going with Brandon Cooks here. I he's the consensus wide receiver 34. I have a wide receiver 48. He came back and he wasn't even the number one receiver. He ran a route on just 63 of the dropbacks last week, and you know he's kind of been in some. I don't, I don't even know what to call it, but like like the doghouse or he, like, I don't know if he doesn't want to play or they don't want to play him or what, but uh, you know, he only played 64% of the snaps last week. He hasn't seen more than seven targets since week two. And he hasn't had more than four catches since week four. So it's, and, and the yardage isn't, hasn't really been there either. He hasn't had more than he hasn't topped 57 yards since week one. So not getting, Catches, not getting targets, one touchdown on the year. And you're playing a Washington defense who tends toward man coverage. They play man at the sixth highest rate. Cooks one yard per route versus man, 1.6 versus zone. So it's a bad matchup for him on top of everything. And I just don't know if he's going to be back at that 90% snap rate that he was earlier in the year now because it's been trending down even before this. He was. At 87, 83 and then sat out the game, and then comes back, and it's at sixty three. So, uh Cooks is trending downward, and uh, I would not treat him like a wide receiver three anymore uh, at this point.
0: Yeah, I haven't figured out what's going on there either. He went to the locker room um during the game. Did, did you ever figure yeah. out what happened there? Was it his wrist, or did you just go? Yeah, out? I think
1: yeah, I think his wrist has been banged up, but you know. Yeah. We can't like he's a he's like an in game injury risk and I just I just don't know like what their intention is with him anyway.
0: So. Another guy where it would have been better if he just got traded.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh for yeah. For exactly. everybody's sake, but <laughs>
0: yes. here we are. He's just going to waste away the rest of the season uh on the Texans. Great.
1: Um. Okay. What are you doing for the prop?
0: Oh, we got to go with Christian Watson here. Um. <laughs> let's see. So so for his receiving yards against the Titans. Um, I am going with uh, Randall Cobb as an expected to return this week. Is I either. think he has a
1: chance. Like he's not completely. They did release Amari Rogers, so you never know.
0: Oh, they did release. Really? Oh man, that and, and Kywan
1: Hill. So they released two of those gadget guys. Well, Hill doesn't impact, but not Rogers I don't, I don't.
0: really. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um. Probably that fumble Okay. Anyways, uh, so this. Let's say Randall Cobb has to be inactive for this to be. Or do we just that's fine. Go, I mean, either way, he's gonna,
1: yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
0: Which one?
1: No, like all bets action, yeah. Oh,
0: all bets action. Okay. Let's go with 46 and a half yards.
1: Ooh, I have him at 46 subtle under, but that's a great line. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have, him, I have him 3.5 for 46 and 0.31 touchdown. So, uh 0.31 touchdowns. So, he's my wide receiver 28 on the week. Uh, What do you have him What do you have him for routes run projection? Oh, it's percentage? out there.
0: It's at least like 85%. Oh, uh, wow. Let me see. Yeah, I think he's going to stick around there now uh i mean the thing 84 percent.
1: okay i gave him a conservative 75 but uh yeah he's yeah. still coming out as my wide receiver 28
0: yeah like what do you think happens when if and when dobbs comes back
1: so that's what i wonder but i at this point i feel like i don't know how he drops out of the top three you know whether it's mm-hmm. whether he takes Cobb's role even when he does come back or he takes dobbs role like i just if he's going to like that i just don't see how you can knock him out of the top three receivers for green bay so um yeah i you know i would suspect that he would play over dobbs if Mm -hmm. they wanted to keep cobb in the slot but uh watson did play some slot too so they could always and lazard can play the slot too so they could always go with dobbs watson lazard if they want to get their what they feel their top three Uh, receivers in there but either way yeah i don't i don't see watson kind of falling out of that wide receiver three role. so yeah that's why i kind of have like i don't see him falling below like that you know 70-ish percent snap routes run
0: yeah yeah same here and he was their second round pick i mean a lot of people thought he could potentially go in the first round he's that talented um and really you know he's struggled due to injuries so far this season so now he's healthy he broke out it would have been nice if he ran a 91 route rate and went for, like, you know, two catches for 40 yards and no touchdowns. Right. And we could just buy in. But the fact that he had to erupt for three touchdowns, yeah, you know, you're going to have to spend your entire fab for him in uh, fantasy leagues. But, yeah, I, I just think that I don't see him really losing playing time to Dobbs when he comes back. So he's really just a wide receiver three with wide receiver <laughs> two upside the rest of the season for me.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting, though, because – he went what four for 107 and three that will probably go down very highly like high likelihood that it'll go down as his best game of the year. So like if you are able to acquire him or have him, like I would try to trade him for a running back if I needed, you know, if I needed running back help, you know, because Mm -hmm. he's, his value is still never going to be higher, even though the arrow's pointing up like that. He's never going to have a better game than that's just, it's almost impossible to have (laughs) a hundred yards and three touchdowns twice in a year, unless you're maybe Justin Jefferson or
0: something. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh all right, tight end top five.
0: No oh, man, the, the top five has really taken a beating uh with you know Goddard and Ertz getting hurt, uh Waller on IR. So uh, it's pretty interesting this week. But I have, you know, Kelsey and Andrew's top two. Uh and then I have Dalton Schultz number three, Kyle Pitts number four, and TJ Hawkinson number five.
1: Whoa, Kyle Pitts number four. That
0: I did not expect yeah, I- that.
1: You're Holy you're me. you're high on Mariota this week. I don't know how. Uh, apparently, I don't know what's going on.
0: I only have Procházek for like 165 yards. Uh, you, like you I, must I said, have been just sniffing on
1: some of that stuff that he was when he <laughs> fucking rolled over and threw a pick oh six. Oh my that god!
0: Oh, being high on Cal is, is, <laughs> isn't like an ayahuasca thing or anything. But I mean, like I said, it, the tight end position has been gutted, absolutely gutted. So, I, who do you have?
1: I have Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kittle, Fryar,
0: Oh, Friar, get out of here with that. No. What? <laughs> what? I'm just I, oh, man. I yeah, know. They're, they're, I'm point two uh, yeah. apart. But wait, where, where did you have Pitts? Did you say where you have Pitts? Yeah, not in the
1: top five. Um, oh. Well, let's see. Let me find is it. Is he like six or
0: seven? No. He is. Who do you have? George Kittle there? Give me a break. I, I
1: go fourth. Uh, I have Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kittle, Friar, Muth, Schultz, Dosage, Pitts, eight.
0: Okay, well, I mean, this is just proving my point that outside of the top two, it's kind of a dumpster, not a dumpster fire, but it's super close. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Higby's going to see a big boost potentially with Cooper Cup out. Uh, Dulcich is great. So it's just, there's a lot of, Foster Moreau's probably, you know, borderline top 10 option now, but uh, just with, you know, Ertz and Goddard uh, being out, it just really opened up sort of like the the tight, mid-range tight end one for me. All right, who are you Uh, So I'm high on Dalton Schultz. You know, like I said, he's my tight end three this week. um, And his value has skyrocketed over the past couple weeks. Like I said, you know, Zach Ertz being out for the year, Dallas Goddard getting hurt, Darren Waller on IR, you know, Schultz has emerged. And he appears to be fully over his PCL injury uh, that was bugging him the past few weeks. Um, You know, he had a nice six catch 54 yard game with the touchdown following their bye week um, he ran a 73% routes run rate, which is the first time he's cleared 70% since week four. Um, and he feasts against zone. Uh, and the Vikings have played zone at the second highest rate, although they have been playing a little bit more man uh, with Patrick Pearson playing well of late, but doesn't matter. Either way should be a great spot for Schultz. So I'm projecting closer to five catches and 50 yards um, with 0.4 uh, receiving touchdowns. So he's back inside my top five going forward.
1: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you, you have him like a half a catch higher than me. That's interesting. I have him at 4.2. I mean, he's still my tight end six, but I've I, I it up uh,
0: technically, it's 4.8, but okay, I've been told to round things <laughs> to the nearest half, but yeah, 4.8, I mean, 48 yards would be technical.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, so I have him 4.2 for 42. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm a half a catch – like 0.6 catches a lower. That's interesting. I do have him, I haven't projected for 73 percent routes, so huh. I wonder what's uh.
0: What's what is on? your tight end? Six. Six? Oh yeah, just off. Okay.
1: Uh, I am high on Fryermuth. I have him as <laughs> my tight end five. Uh, he had seventy-five yards and five catches in the first meeting against the Bengals last week. It was the first week without Chase Claypool, but yep. he didn't do much. Remember, he was going against that Saints defense that's number one in DVOA against tight end, so they not they don't really give up much to the position, but. The Steelers did go with a little bit more two tight end personnel. And Friarmuth was able to run a route on 90% of the dropback. So uh going forward without Kwaipool, I think Friarmuth is gonna see his route participation rate continue to tick up above his season average, which is around 75%. So uh yeah, I, I think Fryermouth and remember, Tomlin did say, you know, Fryermouth is gonna be that guy that's gonna replace a lot of uh Quaypool's production. So didn't wasn't a good spot for him last week, but uh like him this week as my tight end five.
0: Yeah, no, to be to be fair, I I do like that call. I wrote my notes. Just the fact that Clay pulls out of the picture um is a huge boost for Ferrari That was the first game this year. He's had what, even over an 80% routes run rate. So yep. it was 90%. And yeah, it was a tough matchup. I think it was um Caden Ellis, the Saints linebacker. Made a great play on Fragermuth. Fragermuth looked like he was going to be open for like a 30-plus yard gain, and Ellis is broke at the right time. Made a great play. So, yeah, no, the needle is definitely pointing up on Fragermuth going forward. Uh, who you all on? Uh, I'm low on Juwan Johnson, um, against the Rams. I know he's a popular wa- Oh, great. Do you have him? Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Great, yeah, it's a a great
1: call. It's a great uh, call. <laughs> yeah.
0: But just the fact that he's getting wafer wire buzz, I just want to pump the brakes on a little bit. He, he has had a nice pass, you know, a few weeks. Um, and he does carry some nice weekly upside. You know, there's some times we talk him up, but he's, he's really just a mid range tight end too going forward. And he, he took advantage of Adam Troutman being out of the lineup for a couple of games. Jarvis Landry being out for several games. Uh, But his routes run rate fell back down to earth, you know, 65% last rate, which is what we expect from him going forward. Plus, Taysom Hill's been factoring in more as a pass catcher. His routes run rate has been around 35% the past three games. So uh, there's just so many different weapons and pieces in this offense. It's going to be hard for Johnson to put up consistent, you know, tight end one value. So I'm, I'm a bit lower than ECR. I have him as my tight end 17 to open the week. Yeah. He's my 10 and 26. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it's pretty I close. Know, but
1: yeah. no, And I haven't projected for 75% routes, but when you look at wow. his underlying use metrics, you know, he's targeted on just under 15% of his routes as, as the tight end. And, you know, he's, he's been very touchdown dependent. Like he hasn't cleared uh, he hasn't had a 50 yard game yet uh, this season. I believe let me see let me make sure. Yeah, he hasn't cleared 44 yards in a game. So he hasn't even Mm -hmm. had a 45-yard game. So he's really doing it all on touchdowns. Uh, He is third on the team in red zone targets, but we know week to week that's going to kind of be tough to count on. This Rams-Saints game, the total is 38. uh, And, you know, I think both teams are kind of going through some things on offense, the offensive line. And this Saints team, it's really just tough to project. Like, even Alvin Kamara week to week – the usage isn't always there. And, you know, Traquan Smith got one snap last week. Callaway was a scratch. Like, you just never know what they're going to do in terms of the game plan for these guys. So uh, I think you have to just naturally be conservative. And the Rams are allowing the 7th fewest schedule-adjusted receiving yards per game to the tight end position at 39, according to Football Outsiders. So uh, not a great matchup either. So, yeah, I'm low on Johnson as well. Uh, all right. Let's go with a prop. Let's go with Greg Dosage for the prop because he his his usage has been great, but he had a pretty big dud last week in a spot that uh, I thought he could have some success. So now you know I know you know he's only played four games, so a lot of people are gonna wonder. You know, can I trust this guy after he just had one catch for eleven yards last week, his lowest of the season? So I am going to go. Greg Dosich receiving yardage, and let's put it at 42 and a half.
0: Ooh, good line. Um, uh, To be fair, any tight end not named Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews is, you know, dud prone. Um, So I wouldn't write him off quite yet. I, I do like him this week, but I have him closer to 40. Okay. Um, but I'm also projecting Judy and Hamler to play. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit lower. Do, do you have both guys returning? or like, uh, do you have
1: Judy? Yeah, but not, not running a full not playing a full complement of staps though. But yes. I okay. That. Yeah, that's that's the
0: thing. That's what makes this tricky. Um, but I'll lean under. But yeah, Judy and Hamler out, like I'm gonna have this in the 50s, I think.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a tough one. I have him as my tight end seven right now, going against this Raider defense that uh I think is pretty exploitable, but uh, you know, disappointing with what he did last week. Mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson's kind of hurting him. That is going to wrap it up for our week 11 player projections episode of the action network podcast presented by FanDuel for more great content from Sean and I check out the full fantasy preview episode out now over on the fantasy flex podcast channel. If you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on this channel, actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content. FantasyLabs.com for all of our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker, me at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles on the free award winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.